0: Welcome to the BCS podcast where we explore the basics of computer science concepts. I'm your host Saran, founder of Code Newbie. and I'm Zaid Hichoshi, author and developer, and she is the brilliant mind behind the Basics blog series. Today we're talking about abstract syntax trees. This season of Basics is brought to you by DevDiscuss. Dev Discuss is a show I work on with the team at Dev, an international supportive community for developers. The show addresses the many burning topics that pop up on dev every day, and is hosted by Jess Lee and Ben Halper, two of Dev's co-founders. Past episodes have included unpopular opinions with Kelsey Hightower, staff developer advocate at Google Cloud, and the legendary voice in tech.
1: So an unpopular opinion should be like computers were a mistake. Was, <laughs> was this all worth it?
0: And how changing your name is a difficult, unsolved, and sometimes personally devastating problem in tech.
1: I basically walk through this world, through this minefield of not knowing when I'm going to have this like sort of deep emotional wound reopened
0: as well as how little-known tools can have big productivity gains. And I think it gives me the sense of structure, which I really enjoy. And also, you can color code different things. Each episode features interesting guests from diverse backgrounds who are active in the software space. This podcast is your place for burning tech questions, answers, and genuine conversations. And we also end each episode with commentary from the everyday developers who call Dev home. You'd be surprised how many things making music and coding have in common. True to the Dev Community, Dev Discuss wouldn't be possible without the input from all of you. So listen, rate, and subscribe to Dev Discuss wherever you get your podcasts. We've talked a lot about trees. Trees are a huge part of computer science, it <laughs> seems. Have we talked about this one before? We haven't. No.
1: We've talked about a sort of relative to it. In a previous episode, actually the last few episodes, we've been talking about compilers and the process of parsing content and turning it into a tree. And we talked about parse trees, which is sort of like the cousin of Mm. the abstract syntax tree. But we've never actually talked about abstract syntax trees. I'm going to call them ASTs because I promise you I will mess it up. So, I would call it an ASD
0: abstract syntax. Tree. Yeah, that's a Oof. mouthful. That's a mouthful. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, but they feel familiar. They sound familiar. Why is that? So, you might have heard of an. AST before because it's like something that's get, that gets like thrown around in computer science every once mm. in a while. And actually, like, if you work in open source or if you work with certain languages, you might have seen people like use the term, oh, yeah, it generates an AST. And you may have not known what that is. Okay. So what is it? So an AST, abstract syntax tree, which is also sometimes just called syntax tree, which is a pro tip. It's really like a slimmed down version, a condensed version of the parse tree. And we know about parse Mm -hmm. trees. We learned about them in the last few Mm -hmm. episodes. And Mm -hmm. I think just in case we need a reminder, a parse tree is just a tree data structure that contains the grammatical structure of our code. It has like all the syntactic information that appears in the sentence of a line of code, basically, Mm -hmm. and it's literally Mm -hmm. what we're doing is we're taking the grammar of the programming language and we're using that to build out a tree structure, and that's a parse tree. An abstract syntax
0: tree, an AST, is a condensed version of that. So when we talk about the parse tree, I remember that being very, like, Pictorial, mm-hmm. right? That was like a it was a nice little diagram. We got to see where all of our numbers went, if the sentence we're deconstructing is a mathematical expression, where all of the letters went, like all those things. Like that's what we're talking about when we talk about a parse tree, that picture that we built. Yeah. We also called it a concrete syntax tree, right? Because yes, it I remember that it literally mm-hmm. showed us
1: the concrete syntax of the text. And that's basically what you were just describing, where you were saying, like, oh, yeah, it showed us like the parentheses and, it literally was right. like, here's an expression. The expression is just the number five, but it's still an expression. So it's very concretely right. telling like us exactly. Yeah, very literally telling us what it is. Yeah. And that's why they're called CSTs, concrete syntax trees. So they're mm. like really like, you
0: know, what you see is what you get. Okay, so why would I want to abstract the tree? Because, you know, I, I feel like if I have an expression that I – don't I want all the information that goes into that expression? Why would I want to – condense anything? Mm, That's a great question.
1: Sometimes when you work with a concrete syntax tree, which is that parse tree, when you're working with it, you find there's like a lot of repetition and then it gets annoying and you're like, oh, this is like a lot of repetition and I don't actually need to know all of these little details. What I really want is like the heart of what's being communicated. And so that's why you want to abstract it out. You want to sort of condense it. And when we do an example, I think it'll be more clear, but that's really the short story of it.
0: Okay. So let's walk through an example because I want to see this whole condensing part live. I want to see it in action. Mm-hmm. So let's do a really simple mathematical expression. Mm-hmm. Let's do parentheses just to, you know, spice things up. One <laughs> times 12, close parentheses. Okay. So that's our mathematical expression. Seems good enough. Yeah. So if we were going to parse it out, we would start with... Okay, let me see if I get this. Okay, so the whole thing is one expression, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So you'd probably start with a root node called like exp. Sure. For expression. Yep. And then from there, okay, if I break out parentheses, one times 12, close parentheses, it, it almost feels like there's three parts there. There's like... The open parentheses part, and then 1 times 12 kind of feels like its own little unit. Mm -hmm. Like it's its own idea. Yeah. It's its own expression, actually. It's its (laughs) own expression. There you go. Own expression. And then we have the closed parentheses. Mm -hmm. So our root node would have three children. It would have the open parentheses, another exp, and then another node for the closed parentheses. Yeah. So we basically have like...
1: That main root node, that's the expression, and then three children. We'll recall from the last few episodes when we've talked about parsing and turning things into trees, how we pay attention to things that are tokens. So in this case, if we're talking about like the grammar of math, those open and closed parentheses, they're tokens and they're not expressions. Mm. They can't be broken down any further. So that's why they're going to be child nodes of that root level expression And nothing else is going to be its child. It's basically going to be a terminating leaf. Okay. But we can break down that 1 times 12 even further, though.
0: Yes. Okay. So we have that expression. So from that expression, we're talking about 1 times 12 now. Mm -hmm. There are three parts to that. There's the number 1, the multiplication sign, and the number 12. Mm -hmm. So what is my number 1 considered? I mean, it's a number, right? Like, what is that? Yeah. Well,
1: I mentioned this very briefly when we are learning about parse trees, but it's important to remember that one itself is an expression. It's not a token. Uh-huh. It has a value. Okay, but like, right. It in and of itself is also an expression. However, we can't break it down any further than one. So we need to represent it as an expression, as a unit in the parse tree, as a node in the parse tree, but we are probably not going to be able to break it down any further than that if, if that helps think about it.
0: Okay, so then to represent the 1, I would have a node also called x?
1: hmm
0: yeah. Interesting. And then that would point to, I guess, the value of that x, which is just the 1. Yeah, yeah. So you
1: kind of have, like, you have this expression 1 times 12, and then it has its own children, one of which is the expression 1, but you first represent it as an expression, and then the value of it is the child of the expression 1. You'll notice if you think about it, if you visualize it, it's like a chain of nodes. There's yeah. only like one child of the expression 1, which is the value 1, and there's really nothing else we're doing there.
0: So back to the exp that represents the 1 times 12. Mm-hmm. So we just broke out the 1. Now we're going to break out the multiplication sign, Mm -hmm. which we talked about as a token, Mm -hmm. Yep, because it's a sign, and signs are tokens, so... In math it is, at least. In (laughs) math, yes, in math. In real life, yeah. Okay, so then we have a node just with the multiplication sign. Mm -hmm. Okay, and the last one that we have to figure out is the number 12. So similar to number one, number 12 is, I assume, also an expression. Mm -hmm. So we have the node be exp, Mm -hmm. and then that would point to the value of 12. Yeah. You
1: took this expression, this mathematical expression, you built out a parse tree of it. And it's interesting because that weird, like, chain that we saw where the expression of one pointed to the value of mm-hmm. one, we're seeing the same mm-hmm. thing again mm-hmm. with the number 12, right? We have
0: the yeah. expression
1: to represent 12, which has a child, which is the value 12. And these two chains, they don't really feel like change, but but they are. There, There's a name for that. It's called a single successor node. Which basically means you have a node and it has exactly one child. And if you think about this tree, like, why do we have a single successor node really, right? Like, it's a little bit redundant because Mm -hmm. we're basically saying, okay, 1 times 12 has two expressions within it, 1 and 12. And they have values mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. and twelve, but like, okay, yeah. we don't
0: really care. <laughs> we
1: we if it's just a single like number a
0: lot of unnecessary information.
1: Yeah, yeah. When it's just a single number, we're like, okay, I don't really want to think it's about the this number. as an expression. Yeah, yeah. I just want to think about it as a number. And so we're repeating right. ourselves and we're being kind of verbose. And really, what we could do, what we would like to do if we want to be efficient about it, is like instead of having one times twelve be the expression that has two expressions that it points to what if mm-hmm. one times 12 just had three nodes one times and 12 and like what if we hmm. sort of just whoop, condensed it and we we're like ah we don't care about the yeah. fact that it's an expression because it is literally just one number there's no other way to break it down any further
0: yeah that's way better and also just like easier on the eyes too just looking at it <laughs> like it's just it's just prettier so much going that's on. really it's all pretty, what it's about it's pretty <laughs> it is
1: it is Beauty is a very important part Mm -hmm. of computer's eye. Well, it's it's worth mentioning though that like when we were starting out and we were like, okay, I'm a computer and I'm gonna scan all this text and I'm gonna break it down into its individual parts, and then I'm gonna build a parse tree out of it. Like it's easy for us as humans to be like, oh yes, one times twelve, easy. But as a computer, it's not as Mm, obvious, right? So like there is value to the break it down to its most concrete pieces step, and that's what parse trees are meant to do. They're meant to represent the program by its most distinct parts. But once you've done that and you've, like, noticed the parts that are redundant, now you can sort of clean it up. It's like we Mm. need to, like, come in here with a broom and sweep up all the extra redundant single successor nodes.
0: But other than that, uh, a node is just like a regular node, right? It's like, it just operates like our normal trees do? Sort of. Uh, It's interesting that you bring that up.
1: The nodes of an AST are also kind of unique. And it's not like anything too complicated, but it's worth mentioning in case you ever encounter an AST. Every node in an AST has a reference to its next sibling node. As oh. well as its first child node. Like I like to think about it like a, you know, a 90 degree right triangle where it's like I know who my sister is and I know who, who my kid is or something like that. Where it's like I know my next sibling <laughs> and I know my I know first all my family. <laughs> but only yeah. – not even all of them, right? It's just the first child and the next sibling. Yeah, exactly. Immediate family. Okay. And then every node also will contain like the token value. So like in the case of a parentheses, it'll be the parentheses, multiplication, it'll be the sign, it'll contain that, whatever the value is of that node, and then those pointers to that next sibling and first child. So it's a little bit different than other trees we've seen, but we don't need to worry about that too much, just worth noting.
0: Okay, so we have this parts tree, we just condensed it into an AST, we talked about its nodes, what is the final shape, I guess, of the AST, like what is it? what does it actually look like now that we're done constructing it hmm. so once we have that parse tree and
1: we condense it down so that we're not repeating ourselves we're not being verbose and once we're like focusing on the actual message that's trying to be communicated rather than the actual little tiny bits of it what we really care about is the operation and the elements of that operation so really what we would we could condense this parse tree with all those nodes down to just Three individual nodes where the root node is the operation, the multiplication sign, and then Mm -hmm. it has two children. The left child is the first expression that we are trying to evaluate, one, Mm -hmm. and the right Mm -hmm. child is the second expression, which is 12. And so basically we have a tree that is multiplication sign at the root and then one and 12 as the left and right children. And Ah, Interestingly, much better. Yeah, it's it's yeah. representing the same exact expression, but it's much better. It's the same concept as the parse tree, but it's basically abstracting away all of the little bits of information that actually weren't relevant to understanding what the text
0: was trying to tell us. So we learned about the nodes of an AST. We learned about what it actually looks like. We learned about how it's related to parse trees. But what is the big deal about them like why are they so commonly referred to and talked about in computer science what's their their role in everything so it's interesting because we've sort of
1: been talking about compilers and the different steps of compilers and the ast is the like the final project <laughs> the culmination of all of that where you have two steps of compilation we have the lexical analysis step and we have the syntax analysis step And at the end of syntax analysis, we eventually end up with an AST. So over the course of this season, we've been talking about the scanner and the parser and parse trees. And now the last step of finishing the compilation process is turning that parse tree into the AST, the Abstract Syntax Tree, and that whole process is known as the front end of the compiler. And a lot of the times, depending on what language you're working with, you may not even have a concrete syntax tree. Some languages just go straight into building an abstract, abstract syntax tree, hmm. and that's sort of like the final result of the syntax analysis phase of compilation. And so that's why you might see it a lot.
0: So a parse tree isn't necessarily a prerequisite for an AST.
1: Yeah, that's correct. You don't need to have a CST, a concrete syntax tree, or parse tree necessarily. It's easier if you do. Mm. As you can imagine, if we didn't do all the work of breaking down the tokens and the expressions into the most verbose version of the tree, it would have been a little trickier. But it's possible. Mm. The more important thing is that you end up with an AST at the end of the whole thing.
0: OK, so we've done a lot of comparisons between the AST and the parse tree. But in the example that we worked on, we started with a parse tree and then it transformed into an AST. Are there any other differences between the two? Yes, there's a few. Namely,
1: the AST doesn't have a lot of things, <laughs> or it okay. represents things in a different way. So, for example, the AST is never going to have like Syntactic details. In our example, we started with open parentheses, one times 12, close parentheses. Mm. And then I just was like, oh, by the way, in the AST, it's just multiplying one and 12. Right. The parentheses just disappeared. Well, that's because they're not actually adding anything to the content of the expression. They were syntactic. Mm information. So in an AST, you'll never see those, like commas, semicolons, those won't be there. And the AST also, as we saw, has a collapsed version of those single successor nodes. So you're not going to see chains of nodes with one single Mm. child, because then that basically means you didn't do your job as an AST, Mm because you have Mm -hmm. redundant information. And the last thing to know is that this is like a little bit obvious, but it's worth saying, Any operator tokens in an AST basically become parent nodes in the tree rather than leaves. And so we saw that, too, where in the parse tree, the more concrete version, the multiplication sign node was a leaf. But then when we turned it into an AST, it suddenly became the root. It became a parent node. Mm. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a root node, but it needs to be a parent because in order to have an operation, you need to operate on something. And those would be the children nodes. Okay. Basically, it's like a...
0: More condensed, slimmer, cleaned up version
1: of an otherwise verbose data structure.
0: Wonderful. Well, now when I casually mention AST, I will actually know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's going to be great. So thank you. And that's the end of today's show. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review and make sure to check out He's blog post. Link to that is in your show notes. Also, make sure to take a listen to the Dev Discuss podcast that I help make. It's the first original podcast from Dev, a global community of software developers of all backgrounds and experience levels. And the show covers burning topics that impact the daily lives of programmers and beyond. Hosted by Dev co-founders Ben Halpern and Jess Lee. This episode was edited and mixed by Levi Sharp. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. See you next week.